Hello, welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we're using all of our marine biology knowledge to talk about Free Willy. We are apparently on a bit of a kick for doing movies from the 90s. Um, We're both 90s kids, well, like born in the 80s, existed as pop culture loving people in the 90s. And yeah, so Free Willy was, uh, came out in 1993. And um, hopefully you have some vague recollection of it. But uh, it stars Jason James Richter, um, who, let me tell you, when this movie (laughs) came out, the floppy hair, all the things, and Mm -hmm. also like he got to train killer whales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this was the first movie that I, I'm 95% sure this is the first movie that I saw without grown-ups at the theater. Oh my. Yes, indeed. Um, it also stars uh, a few well-known people. Lori Petty is in lots of stuff. She's in um, A League of Their Own and a really great episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, among a billion, billion other things. And um, Oh no, not Deep Space Nine, Voyager. I lie. Apologies. Um, and yeah, some other like, you know, 90s character actors and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So Free Willy is about a boy who is in the foster care system and he's, you know, having a rough go of it. And he ends up spray painting graffiti all over the um, underwater viewing area of a, a killer whale enclosure at a sketchy roadside small town fair slash aquarium. Mm-hmm. it's it's a bit sketchy um anyways so the kid is uh sentenced to clean it up and through that develops a bond with uh this recently wild caught male like full-grown male orca and um then it turns out that the owners of this very dubiously qualified to keep a large wild <laughs> animal um are like, oh, well, he's costing us too much money and he's not making us any money, so let's just kill him and get the insurance money. So then the kid and his foster parents and the um, g- nice people that he meets at the facility uh, free Willy back into the ocean. It is a trip. Yep. <laughs> um, it's, it is a thing that happened. It's a thing that happened. Um, free Willy is probably most famous for... Um, not actually the movie, but all mm-hmm. the shenanigans that went on afterwards. So the in um a lot of the movie was done with anima- uh, animatronics, but um there was a live whale that was in a facility in Mexico that um this movie sort of uh brought to light the poor conditions that that animal was in and blah 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 and then all these protests and there was all this money from the movie and. Whatever. So anyways, this whale, whose name was Keiko, um, was brought up to um, Oregon, which is actually a facility that Lindsay and I have been to on a road trip. And then from Oregon was taken to a sea pen up in um, Iceland or somewhere up there, like up in Scandinavia. I don't know if it was specifically Iceland. And um, It was Iceland. It was, was it right in Iceland? And then mm-hmm. um, because this whale had been in captivity for so long and was not at all equipped 
to be in the wild and also had some pretty major health problems, um, ended up dying after a few years only in this pen and with like millions, I think billions of dollars spent trying to free this one animal and um, this like animal that wasn't healthy enough to be put back in the ocean, had no skills to be in the ocean and like from all evidence didn't want to be in the ocean, like was bonded to people and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty much a disaster, um, at least from my perspective. Um, obviously, cetaceans in captivity are a pretty complicated um, thing that we probably aren't going to super get into, except like I think it's pretty clear, regardless of your position on um, captivity of uh, cetaceans in like accredited facilities, that the facility portrayed in this movie was not accredited and never yeah. would be accredited. No. And yeah, like was not a place that even the most like um the biggest advocate for animals in captivity would ever advocate for so yeah and um one of the i think the probably the best quote that i found um Mm -hmm. when doing the research was somebody who was in charge of the foundation or something i don't remember um Mm -hmm. said that it cost like it cost 20 million dollars i think for just for the release part that doesn't include the transport and mm-hmm. the building of the new pen in, for him in um, in Oregon. But right. so it was $20 million was spent on one animal where we could mm-hmm. have spent that $20 million on concert, the conservation of basically almost all of yeah. wild killer whales, yeah. especially off of our coast. Indeed. Um, so captivity is a hot button issue that we're going to just leave at that. But it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, this facility was sketchorama. Yeah. No, this facility was scary. Um, so the individual that was portraying uh, Willie was an Icelandic orca, um, but they were saying that they'd captured the orca. Like it was the movie was set in Oregon, so they um, caught the orca right off Oregon. So it would have been probably a southern resident killer whale, um, which Lindsay will give you lots of awesome info about southern resident killer whales. So yeah, so Lindsay's going to give us lots of (laughs) um, orca background. And um, the main reason that we decided to pick this uh, movie for this episode was that is that June is orca month. So happy orca month, everybody. Um, We're big orca fans, as you might have guessed. And (laughs) so yeah, Lindsay's going to give you a little uh, orca facts. Yeah, so orcas or killer whales are found in all the oceans. They're cosmopolitan species. They are very, very widespread, and there are many different ecotypes, which is a confusing word if you don't know what it means, but basically there's lots of different populations and groups of killer whales, but they have not, because of the taxonomy of and describing and defining a new species, this is super complicated, especially that DNA now exists, but when taxonomy was created, it didn't. I'm sorry, DNA testing. DNA existed, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, how would they make Jurassic Park dinosaurs? Uh, But uh, the generic definition of a species is um, animals will mate with each other and produce um, viable offspring that then uh, can then mate and produce viable offspring. This opens up lots of different issues because there's hybrids all over the world between species, but we're not getting into that right now. Um, But anyway, there's lots of different ecotypes of killer whales, and almost all of them don't interact with each other. They don't have the opportunity a lot, except for off of our coast, where we have three different types of killer whales. This is um, the BC coast and down into 
Washington and, and Oregon. We have resident killer whales, transient or bigs killer whales, and offshore killer whales. Offshores, which you would imagine by the name, are found offshore, um, very far out. They occasionally come inshore, but that's super rare. Um, we don't know very much about them because they're offshore, mm-hmm. um, and they're hard to find. They, they like deep water. We know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like to eat sharks. We know that yeah. as well. Yum, yum. Um, from when they wash up, their teeth are very degraded from eating tough, tough sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the resident killer whales, we have two different groups, um, which don't also don't interact, making that even more confusing. But yeah. getting into that is lots to do with vocalizations and where they live and all sorts of different things. Um, they're yeah. very matriarchal, all killer whales. They live with their mothers. They live, they stay with their pods. Males stay with their mothers for their entire lives. Like, they're super, super tight-knit. So mm-hmm. interacting even with um, a different group of similar killer whales is, is very, very rare. Resident killer whales eat fish, primarily Chinook salmon or king salmon. Um, and that's their main attribute, <laughs> the defining yeah. attribute for to get into now. Uh, they eat fish. Bigs, yeah. or transient killer whales, eat marine mammals. They're called transients because when we first started identifying different killer whales, they were only here sometimes, and sometimes they went away. Which is also why the residents are called residents, because they were here all the time. So it has nothing to do with now, when big uh, killer whales are around all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why they were renamed Biggs after Dr. Michael Biggs, who is a prominent killer whale scientist who died in the early 90s, but he was the first person to... Uh, realized that we could identify individual killer whales, which led to basically everything we know about mm-hmm. killer whales now. Basically. It was a really big deal. Um, so southern resident killer whales are the ones that you would see if you were in Vancouver, Washington, Oregon, or even a little bit of California, um, which we call the Salish Sea. Southern residents live here all the time. Um, they do go out west a little bit. But yeah, we obviously they, don't they, know much about them. The Salish Sea only goes down so far. To, they or go to south. Washington, yeah. yeah they go Washington. south of the Salish Sea. Um, but that's where they spend the majority of their time, especially in the summer, to catch the salmon runs uh, coming out of the rivers in Washington and British Columbia. Um, so in this movie, there's no... I couldn't find any credits or information about mm-hmm. them, but the opening and closing credits feature a lot of... Majestic killer whale footage, which looks like it's from here, the San Juans. Um, San Juans are in Washington, don't, um, but looks like the San Juan or the Gulf Islands. And so it's most likely that they were trying to pass uh, Willie off as a southern resident. They do feed him fish and talk about how he loves salmon a lot in this movie. So, big salmon fan. Um, And they, so in the movie, um, Willie and Keiko have like that um, tipped over dorsal fin, which we'll get to. But mm-hmm. um, so some of the shots out in the ocean, like at the very end of the film, after they freed Willie, um, have like a, a whale with a tipped over dorsal fin, but that was um, CGI. So that you would think that Willie was out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Icelandic orcas, we don't know very much about them. They're much harder to study than the ones that live off of British Columbia. They do seem to eat primarily herring and other fish, but they have been observed to eat birds, cephalopods, and marine mammals. So they don't know if they're different pods, um, one eating fish and one eating other things, Mm -hmm. or if they just eat 
whatever's around. Um, there's lots of different other killer whale groups that eat a variety of things as well. Like in New Zealand, they eat stingrays. And of course, in, Os- in Antarctica, they eat seals and penguins and all sorts of all the things. Antarctica things. So... Yeah, it seems like, but it could also just be that they're the most well-studied, that um, southern residents are, like, the most species-specific. Like, they're so particular yeah, like one if, species. Mm-hmm, if we didn't know, like, I have no idea about the vocalizations and what's been studied with that, and also the mitochondrial DNA, mitochondria, mm-hmm. powerhouse of the cell, um, because that had a lot to do with um, dividing up the orcas here especially the northerns and the southern residents with yeah. a lot of vocals because their vocals are very different they're actually grouped by clans and then by pods so the southern residents are all j clan and then there's mm-hmm. jk and l pods but in the northern residents there's a couple of different clans i know a clan and g clan and i think are third one that the, or something doesn't have that big of a population yeah yeah um and then there's pods within that so that's all disagreed with vocalizations um and then there's lots of different stuff after that to make it even more confusing. So yeah. I don't know. And they don't seem to know yet how the yeah. other ones are grouped. So Learning in progress. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. Iceland's a hard place to study killer whales from, I imagine. So Yeah, and Antarctica also. Mm-hmm. So I guess talking about the location, um, it seems... I don't know if both of us, all the time that they were in the neighborhood parts, we're like, is it Goonies? Yeah. They're Goonies, right? Yeah. Um, never say so, die. Yeah. So was it Goonies was filmed in Seattle? No, they were, they both, Seattle? they both reference Astoria. So yeah. um, Goonies was filmed in Astoria, Oregon. Okay. The IMDB page of Free Willy says it's filmed in Astoria, but the Wikipedia page says it's filmed in Seattle. I trust that the IMDb page more, but yeah, like, you know, like the beginnings could have been Seattle, like where they're on, he's under the bridge and still in yeah, the cake it and all that yeah. stuff. It could have been both, and like there was yeah. there wouldn't have been a ton of studio stuff, but like the house, for example, could have been in Seattle, like yeah. the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but definitely, like when he was like riding his bike down to the house, I was like, yeah. "Where he lives next to the Goonies?" That's that's my headcanon now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goonies, free Willy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of discussion that everybody's really afraid of Willy. Like Willy's this um, aggressive seeming animal that won't work with anybody. They're worried that he's going to eat Jesse. And I think that like comes from the fact that orcas are human killers. But like, we're not we're not that delicious to an orca. No. Like, Mm-mm. seals are nice and fatty. Also, so are salmon. I mean, people are fatty, but it's not the right kind of fat. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, one of the weird parts of the movie is, like, Jesse meets two people mainly, like, two uh, sort of co-conspirators at the... Um, fair, zoo, whatever facility. Um, One's another, uh, one is a trainer that's been trying to work with Willie and not succeeding. And one is this guy, Randolph, who like overall I thought was like pretty well represented in terms of like him. It was like a um, indigenous person talking about his culture's myths about orcas and where all that came from. Um, Except that they said he was Haida. Mm-hmm. But like all like the stories they were telling weren't necessarily very specifically Haida. The person playing the character of Randolph was is not Haida. He's from Montreal. Um, 
And yeah, so like that was, I don't know, it was just weird that they, they picked Haida rather than like um, Kostelish or something like actually, like so that he was from that that place. Yeah, but I mean, so, not that there aren't Haida people living in Oregon or in Vancouver or wherever they want to live, but like it was just strange that they were supposed so specific to say Haida, but then not have a reason for it. Yeah, so, so everybody knows Haida is like basically like southeast. Oh, yeah or southern Alaska down into um, British, northern British Columbia, mainly yeah. off of Haida Gwaii, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, you might know Haida Gwaii as the Queen Charlotte Islands, but they are officially known as Haida Gwaii now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the Haida people have were found yeah. um, and still are found. Yeah, and the Haida culture is pretty famous thanks to um, some like amazing artists that come from um, Haida Gwaii um, and stuff like that, but... There aren't actually, like, the Haida population is actually fairly small, from my understanding, mm-hmm. because of colonialism and other terrible things. Um, so, yeah, that was the other, like, sort of strange part is, like, there's hundreds of other nations that they could have picked and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have stood out at all. Like, literally hundreds. Yeah, so, especially, like, yeah. in between Haida and Oregon. Yeah. Like, like in between Haida Gwaii and Oregon. Like, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. So, um, and so I would assume that all of them have, um, at least the coastal ones, have killer whale, orca. Um, yeah, like strong connections. S- strong connections. That. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I know that the ones around Vancouver, like the Squamish and Musqueam and Tsleil-Waututh, like all have like strong mm-hmm. traditions of being connected to the orca off our coast. Anyways, that was just weird. The only thought I had was like timing wise in the early 90s, there was a huge, like, I think pretty internationally known uh, protest that happened in Haida Gwaii where um, mainly the elders, mainly the grandmothers were like basically stood in front of the massive logging trucks that were trying to clear cut the islands and like actually stopped it from happening. Um, And that, so like, I think people knew that Haida was like First Nations um, nation in British Columbia, but mm-hmm. it's weird that it was Oregon too. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It was strange, but we just—it was something that we bumped on, and mm-hmm. nothing really to do with biology. Yeah, but. and if we were doing this podcast from a different part of the world, we wouldn't have because it's just knowledge that we have from living here. Yeah, like I think you might get that Haida is a First Nation in that neck of the woods, but it's like actually not. So that was the weird part. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So. Um, do you want to talk about the the trainer? Yeah. So the trainer, I don't know what her name was, but it was. Ray. Ray, R- her name yeah. was. The biggest issue that we both have with her is that she doesn't wear shoes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's gross. We already talked about how sketchy this facility was. So oh, yeah. she probably got lead poisoning. Ugh. Um, she also yeah. never had a uniform on, and, no. um, at one point when they actually tried to do a show, mm-hmm. uh, was wearing bicycle shorts and a sports bra while on microphone. So, yes. that was weird. It was a very strange, like, there's absolutely, like, there's absolutely no reason why she couldn't have been wearing a uniform except for sex. Um, yeah, basically. And the patriarchy. But they could have had her in a wetsuit the whole time. That's skimpy enough. Yeah. Jeez, people. And like, you know, especially a wetsuit like with a zip down the front or whatever. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. A zip down the front so she's showing But like some... shoes. Shoes. Yeah. Like water shoes. Like it's not like, like yeah. it's, you know, foot fetish people or something disgusting. Yeah, they could have just been like aqua socks. Like yeah. they to be shoe shoes. It was yeah. so weird. It was very, very weird. 
Um, but from that point, um, every once in a while, she came up with some okay, she had some okay training stuff. We talked about this a little bit in Flipper, um, mainly about SDs, but training animals, any kind of animals, is not person-specific. Um, a lot of animals, especially ones that have been in facilities for a long time with who work with certain trainers for a long time, uh, do respond better to certain people. That's just the way it is because animals are, you know, like us in that kind of way. They know people and they recognize them. Um, and they have favorites because they do. It's yeah. the same as what you would expect, like with a dog. Um, cause that's a training animal as well. But once they're trained to behavior, they will respond to that behavior unless there's something wrong. Uh, especially yeah. if there's positive reinforcement, which they were giving to Willie. So I know that in the show part where the, all the kids were banging on the glass and there was lots of different noises and stuff, that was a different scenario. But yeah. once Willie and Jesse started training and doing behaviors, he still wouldn't do any for Ray and yeah, uh, or even target for her. So she did. She did talk about that a little bit, and because she said that like um, she'd had to do so many medical. Procedures yeah. on him, like when he first came in, but like, but the way that she made it sound yeah. sounded that like he hadn't been eating, yeah, at all, which like was at all weird, which is definitely like wrong. Um, yeah, because oh, I don't know how long it was. We don't have a timeline, but killer whales can't go that long without eating. Yeah, and so she was definitely getting food somehow. But mm-hmm. it was never explained to us because she was like, you got him to eat? He won't even come near me. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, eventually like, he's going to be hungry enough that he will come near you because there's fish. Yeah, especially and, if you have, like, food that he likes. Yeah, and then and that will trying. continue the positive reinforcement of yeah. him coming over to eat more food. So uh-huh. that part really bothered me. Not as much as the no socks. because yeah. Or no shoes. <laughs> because... Ew. Ew. Yeah, ew, 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 ew. Like, it's a workplace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> workplace safety, yo. Like, she's never um, in the water, obviously, because Willie hates her. Um, yeah. There's very few, little water work in this movie, which is good. Um, yes. But just, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But when there is water work, it's just the character of Jesse, but it's not the actor of Jesse. It's a, yeah. like, six-foot-tall Man. trainer person yep yep he's <laughs> credited in all the trivia but yeah, yeah you can definitely tell the height difference yes but yeah it's good that they weren't throwing a like 13 year old kid in the water with an animal that it, it they didn't know each other very well yeah <laughs> like i'm i'm glad for that mm-hmm. um yeah so do you have anything else to talk about um sciencey wise um, sciencey wise no i think we all know that I hate to burst your bubble, but that breach at the end? Um, yeah. No. Yeah, like when he jumps over the jetty. Yeah, yeah no. I know it's very majestic. And also CG. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, 100% oh. fake. Yeah, I, I said earlier and then put it off that we were going to talk a bit about why some orcs oh, yeah. have um, tipped over dorsal fins. Mm-hmm. It's thought to be that they spend too much time at the surface. And yeah. they just can't, the height of the dorsal fin can't take it anymore. And it, it's like gravity, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this <laughs> is a thing that happens in with males because their dorsal fins are taller and larger. Yeah. Um, so it does happen in the wild. Um, of course, it's more common in captivity because they spend more time at the surface and they have, yeah. uh, they swim at less and at a slower speed. 
So um, the water resistance and all of that gravity, um, but it is known to happen in the wild. It has happened in the wild. Some orcas just spend more time at the surface. Yeah, it's not like it's not because they're sad. No, it doesn't seem to affect them. I mean, it could have been what part of what would have hindered Keiko's ability in the wild potentially, but I, there's no like actual evidence. That's just me yeah. guessing. Like, I don't think um, so. Because well, like, because the dorsal fin does serve a purpose in terms of like mm. stability mm-hmm. at speed and stuff. So yeah, so maybe um, a little bit, maybe, but, but he would have needed to find a pod that he wanted to keep up with before exactly. yeah, it became exactly. an issue. He, yeah, he, yeah, he never made the choice to go fast enough for that to be an issue. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, we forgot about the worst part of this movie. Mm. Oh. The oh. killer whale sounds. Oh yeah, the sad oh. killer whale sounds. Um, I'm gonna try to grab a clip and insert it here. Um, okay, so there are good killer whale sounds in this movie that yeah, come like from the actual normal, killer whales. The normal, the normal ones normal, that you expect. Normal killer whale sounds. Perfectly accurate. But then I think the producers of the movie decided that, like, Willie to sound sadder. So they put in, like, weird, like, dog Chewbacca sounds? Yeah, I don't know was, where these sounds came from. But, like, sad, sad ones? Like, sad Sad Chewbacca doggy sounds. Like... That was a pretty good one. Well, thanks. Yeah. So if it's I can't the... find the clip, that would it'll just there be Lindsay go. doing mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it was. It had happened was... every time he was in distress, but also inconsistently. Like it almost only happened like it, when you were trying to see how Willie was feeling. First of all, they had the animatronic eyes were so fake and creepy looking. Oh my god, they were so creepy. And then combine that with the fake and creepy sounding noise. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it was not good. No. It was bad. It was very bad. So I would recommend don't watch this movie. No. Watch a nature documentary about Mm -hmm. orcas. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Um, Yes, but... Get your orca fix. I will say that aside from the orca part, it's a semi-decent foster family movie. Yeah. No, that part was good. Like... The foster parents are really supportive. They, like, really want Jesse to be in their family. Yeah, they're, like, trying to be really good parents. I mean, they all commit a pretty major crime at the end of the movie <laughs> and probably would go to jail maybe for breaking and entering. Mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. you know, might put a damper on the foster family thing. But Well, yeah, technically like they never did any breaking and entering. I guess, no. Yeah. No, they only stole or, like, the yeah, property of... Aiding and abetting, yeah. Aiding and abetting. And the yeah. and thievery or whatever of, of yes. the property of the fair yes. aquarium thing. Because that, yes. that's Except, definitely true. Like, I think, you know, I think there would have been a court case because I think you could make an argument that the people who owned the animal, yeah, were not owned the, in mm-hmm, big air mm-hmm. quotes, were trying to kill it. And so it yeah. was like... A, no, yeah. So that part, probably not. But like, still, like, definitely still. lose their foster parent license. Yeah. Yeah. It was a special time. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're super into killer whales, uh, you can check out our other podcast. Uh, the two of us and our other friend Nicole have a website and Instagram and all that stuff called Whale Tales, and we just started a podcast last yeah, yeah. month. So, um, yeah, check us out. You search Whale Tales Podcast or just go t- uh, check us out at whaletales.org on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And yeah, have lots more whale tales in your ears. Yes, and since it is Orca Month all of June, you will find many, 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 many orca facts 
over on yeah. uh, the Whale Tales social media because we love to celebrate orcas there. Yay, yay! Um, big big yeah. stuff over there. Nice. Um, otherwise, you can follow us at Nature Finds a Pod on social media, or you can find us at naturefindsapod.com. Subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. We're on Spotify um, and, you know, most podcast things. Wherever you're listening to us now, subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Um, <laughs> as we mentioned in our last episode, our schedule's a little off for the next little while, but we will be back on July 8th, I think, for a very special episode featuring a very special um, little lion. Aww. Man. Yay. <laughs> Prince? Hamlet? Prince? What? King Hamlet? Shakespeare. <laughs> yep. We're, do- we're doing Shakespeare next time <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> yay, yay. Yay, yay. All right. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.